0: Good afternoon, welcome to the latest instalment of the True Blue podcast from the Chester Chronicle talking everything Chester FC from the past seven days. Um, A bit of a special podcast this week, given what's gone on off the field uh, and the news from the CFU meeting on Thursday night last week that the club was needing £50,000 in the short term in order to remain in business. Today, it's myself, Dave Powell, is joined by Sportsport at the Chronicle, Paul Wheelock and also D106.3's Shane Pennington makes his debut on the podcast. Uh, it's going to be very weird for uh, for Shane to be the other side of the microphone, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, uh, myself and Shane were both at the meeting on Thursday um, and even though we kind of anticipated that there was going to be difficult conversations had, the board were going to have to face off questions and we were facing some financial difficulty, I think, when it was laid out bare from Lawrence Kirby about just how severe and how dire that the situation was I think it even took us aback didn't it Shane?
1: Yeah it did really I mean there was murmurs wasn't there about a possible financial meltdown if you like at the club but only when we got there on Thursday night did we realise the kind of scale that it got to I mean it was quite surprising for both me and you wasn't it I mean we'd heard little things off the record about what the case was but even so I don't think we were both expecting what we found out on Thursday night but the important thing now is to react to it and make sure that we Help the club survive on the short term, and then with the board changes that have taken place since that meeting on Thursday, I'm fairly confident that you know they're the people to drive the club
0: forward. And when we, I think one of the most startling things was just seeing it out there. You know, everyone, there's a pack Pat meeting room, a blues bar. Everyone's sitting there watching Lawrence go through these slides, and it was getting bleaker and bleaker. And then we had that slide where it says, you know, there is a very real prospect here of option three is we dissolve the club. We walk away and that's it and i think for for people i mean you were you were running the blog back here in the office mm-hmm. paul and kind of relaying what we were doing and for you someone who covered this this, this kind of scenario albeit yeah. under very different circumstances <coughs> yeah. kind of eight short years ago it was um you you were pretty shocked yourself
2: yeah you? pretty caught up about it really you know <laughs> dave triggs our former colleagues we've both got chester in our hearts from like we're not like you two guys we didn't we weren't born and bred chester fans but it, it, it was it was hard to take because you just didn't expect a fan-owned club to get into this position. And I know you do put it into context, the fact that most other clubs have debts. Chester don't have any debt, do they? Yeah. It's just that if you lose your reserves, you've got no cash flow, have you, really, or anything to rely back on. So you've got to put it into that context. But it was still a bit of a shock that it allowed it to get itself in this position just by basically overspending isn't it i know i know the crowds are down i don't know what happened commercially but they've put the budget up too much and you know they've, they've been caught with it so it did come as a bit of a shock really and i think i was stunned following what you guys were saying on twitter and relaying it on the blog and like what the fans were saying as well it really was there was anger there really was anger and like sadness uh but as shane touched on then that feeling is just beginning to turn a little bit now, isn't it? Because what's been done these last few days in terms
0: of the boardroom changes and the money that's been raised? I mean, it almost feels like it needed to happen because, I mean, we, a lot of fans have said for a little while now, haven't they, that we came to be, seem to be sleepwalking into the abyss. I mean, almost what happened on the field on Saturday was an irrelevance. You know, the 3-0 loss to Maidenhead it's kind of, <laughs> doesn't even bear really. any much sense to, talking too much about it because everything was so dominated by what went on on Thursday um, but for me now I mean, the fans have rallied and it almost seems that like momentum is starting to build up again and what a perfect time to do it I because mean, we still have ideas to stay in the National League this season I mean, there's still 15-16 games left to play um, but Once we get through this, it's important that, and I know with the fact that we've had Sam Nolenshaw co-opted on, Mark Howell's come back in, Jeff Banks and Calvin Hughes now on the board, it's gonna be kind of clear direction. It's almost going back to the values that we had and ensuring that we don't lose that ethos. But we do have to look at ourselves after this period, after we raise this money, which I'm sure we will, because things are going great, raised over £20,000 as of last night, which is a phenomenal effort since Thursday. And the money keeps coming in. But it's a case of we're going to have to... um, I know these working groups now are in place and the idea is to look at strategy moving forward. But they're going to be key to really say where we're going to go as a football club because there's been some decisions which have really... How strong is this season in this year? Yeah, I mean,
1: I think the most disappointing thing that came out of that meeting was the fact that when Lawrence was going through all the finances, he said that he'd flagged this up as a possibility in September. Mm. And yet the fact that nothing had been done about it, or it certainly wasn't relayed to the fans at that point, yeah. when it should have been, is the key thing out of it, really. And I won't you know, tear anyone apart for putting themselves up to go on a board because it takes a lot of your time. But at the same point, I think transparency is an important thing, especially a fan-owned football yeah, club. Definitely. And the lack of communication out of the football club from that side of things in the last couple of months has been terrible. And obviously, we've seen the changes on the board now, and I think you'll vouch for this, Dave, that straight away, you know, me and myself, improved, we've been yeah. talking to the board regularly yeah. over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all we ever asked for because what made us different being a fan owned club was, was that that transparency and that clarity and the fact that you knew that it was the clear direction. But we didn't have that for such a long period of time. It just felt like we were like any other football club but just minus minus the funds, you know, so it was um we weren't getting we weren't getting the best of anything. So um but yeah, I mean like you say, Shane, it's 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 easy to kind of dig into people but they put their hand up previous board members and they stuck their head up at the parapet, but it didn't work out. Bad decisions were made. And, but they they were there, to, you know, they, they put their hand up and they, they went with it. But we move on from that now. Um, it's important that they should be able to come back as fans and watch the Blues and yeah. and help, help out in whatever way they can as a volunteer. But um, it's vitally important that we have this, this, this change of board because we needed clear leadership and strong leadership um, moving forward. Because these are the most difficult time since the Reformation because covering the blues through their eyes through where uh, the Evo Sit Leagues and the, the Conference North Paul, it's um it, nothing could go wrong it seemed, but um, now these are these are choppy waters and it's important that we have uh, the right captain to steer us through. Oh, Sammy Neil Turner <laughs> know, <right? laughs> It's been spending too much <laughs> it's time. Neil. No but you're right, you're right. I
2: think like there wasn't even in the there was that Season with uh, what happened behind the bar. Let's say that, Uh, and there was a big loss made one season, wasn't there? around Tony Durkin's uh, come when he came into the chairman. So there have been up and downs before, but it's almost been mass, like in any other football club. If you're doing well on the pitch, people just go, "Not bothered." Not not that flippant, but it gets put to, "Oh, we made a seventy grand loss, yeah, but we just won the league." You know, that's unfortunately that's the way we think as fans. Mm. You know, if things are going well on the pitch, you can almost put that stuff. So. There have been up and downs before, but I totally agree with you now. I think it feels like a bit of a watershed moment, what's happened these last few days, because I think you were spot on what you both guys said then about in terms of as a fan owned club, you've got to be transparent, because I'm pretty cynical, having dealt with football clubs, including Chester City over the years, and they do leave me cynical, because I just think you try and hide stuff from supporters, and I never wanted that to be the case at Chester FC. And it now. I don't think you were hiding stuff on no, purpose. No. I just don't think you were. I think you just got a bit rested on the laurels almost and took it, for example. And as you said, Dave, just become another football club and it can't be that Chester, it's got to be unique. And like stuff like, the, just thinking back over these last couple of days, like the bill, uh, big net budget builder wasn't it, over summer, over Christmas, like two and a half grand for Daniel Udo. Why was that ever done when it was known that the club was gonna need 50 grand yeah, to survive? Yeah, yeah. Like we don't, let's just be transparent. I honestly think, be honest, and now they have, and it was a real shock look what's happened since you know people have said right we need this It's 20 grand so people are out there they're willing but they just need to be engaged
1: and I think engaged in the yeah. right way I think the important thing as well is you know at the start of the season they obviously took a decision as a board and I say as a board because we're not hanging one person no, like no, to try no, here. No, no. it's important we get the <coughs> message out it's everybody uh, that they wanted to try and be more ambitious now there's nothing wrong with being trying to be more ambitious but also you've got to live within your means mm, as yeah. well and if you're going to push the boat out and try and be more ambitious and put the budget up a lot more than what it was last season, then you need to back it up with some big sponsorship deals as well. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case,
0: and that's probably why we're in the situation we're in now. It just seem like almost misguided faith as well, and a bit of blind faith in terms of because obviously the the feeling at that end of the uh, end of last season, the final game of the season, with John McCarthy, it felt like that was very much that it should have been done then. I think um, the important thing, going back to that, is
1: um, at the end of the season, I remember reading a piece that you wrote, Dave, that at the start of the season, having gone with John McCarthy again and backed him again to turn the club around and be more competitive this season, that they needed a boost. And you know, you could argue that the players that came in the yeah. summer, everyone was oh, no, no, very yeah. much um, in a positive mind frame, but it's one of them, isn't it? Can we afford that going forward, really? It well, might have been good
0: at the time, but... I always thought player. we had that hangover there in the back of our minds that it wouldn't have been the same amount of grace period that was allowed to another manager to no, bed rings no, in. True. It had to, it had to hit. It pretty much had to win the win the first yeah. three or four games. But and once that didn't happen, then I mean, that continues, you know, and then the players' confidence suffers as a result. But I also think we an unbalanced squad was signed. Let's be honest, you know, we, we applauded the signings at the start of the season, but I think if we Maybe would have looked into more detail. I mean, there was always a worry. We we spoke about it—the fact of it, it, when the first game of the season came along, because James Jones was still, you know, you've you've seen players just signed his first pro deal. We had two centre backs yeah. in the building, and a left back and a right back, and. It, kind of
1: spun around from last season really where we had no strikers <laughs> and loads was, of yeah. defenders this season we got loads of strikers and no defenders but it, it, it is hindsight like because it's easy with hindsight like, flip, and you know it? like when John McCarthy
2: signed his contract the year before last everyone was happy when the people were really happy with the transfer business in the summer so it's not like any. no one can be smart now and yeah these players are unsustainable contracts it's fairly obvious but at the time people were happy but what I don't get is and I still don't get it, is why give him or any manager all that money for what Were you going to go for the playoffs? Yeah. There's no that and McCarthy at the start of the season was like playing everything down. Well, how can you play everything down when you've just had the biggest budget in the club's history? That's what I mean. I think in terms of transparency from the next manager as well. Like, this is what I've got, not in terms of how much he's got exactly because you've got to keep certain things, haven't you, on the wraps. But just say, at the start of the season, don't be negative about it, but if if it's to survive this season or, you know, whatever, just say it because it was like mixed messages Mm. for me at the start of the season.
0: Well I thought and the whole—I t- know—we're probably moving off track slightly here, but I just thought you have to give supporters a dream. you no good just yeah. saying you think we <laughs> were bad last season. Wait yeah. until you <laughs> see this season. What he said? Oh, you, you, yeah. no, it's pretty that. much what it was. We you know, if you thought last season was bad. <laughs> whoosh, you're in for something yeah. here. But season ticket sales are—you know—season tickets are available now. Yeah. But it, you, there has to be something to lift the place. You know, and. Obviously, what's happening It's not just that which has been the case for the you know, cause of this demise. I mean, commercial um, revenue streams. I mean, a, a lot of business which has come in has been repeat business. You know, Swansea have come back on board thankfully, and we still have MB&A supporting the club massively. But there needs to be—I'd I th- I, like to see someone with a real kind of commercial focus come in now. Maybe not. Obviously, that chief executive role is been really redundant so I'd like to see kind of a commercial manager maybe if they're going to look to add to that kind of backroom uh, that, that kind of off the field role I'd like to see that maybe low salary and bonuses and, and commission you know to try and really engage with the business community again because it, they, this we're, we're an affluent city with thousands upon thousands of businesses, big businesses as well that we need to be engaging with and in terms of that we you know the community trust does a phenomenal job and the youth team are doing a phenomenal job but we also have front of shop which is the football club and money coming into that football club to aid that first team. I think the
1: important thing with that is if we're going to bring a sales manager whatever you want to call it in then they need to have a clear directive Uh, I mean I don't think I might be wrong in saying this but I don't think Mark Maguire had any targets of such this season that he had to hit as a chief executive Hmm. and you know we both work in organisations that have sales departments in and we know how they work and all the reps certainly at our place like maybe they are here are all targeted to try and hit a, a monthly you know figure if you like so I think it's important that the football club whoever it is that they bring in on the commercial side that give them like you say a salary but also give them a target as well hmm. because that will push them forward and it's in their interest then to try and get commercial revenue into the football club because like I say, Dave, that's one area over the years that has seemed to be pretty weak for me.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, but kind of looking now that people have come on the board to try and change this and galvanise, um, we were at the meet on Thursday and we was sat with Simon and immediately there was calls, calls there and then for Simon to get back in, back involved and Simon got in touch with us at the Chronicle in December with an open letter just to say how he'd like to help out. Um, these board um, co-ops um, that happened on Monday have gone down pretty well with the fan base, it's, it's fair to say, because people, they they kind of know what they're getting. And exactly. They their previous gonna,
1: track record for success. Exactly. As well. They know their doers, if you like. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. people who come in. They've got the
0: football club genuinely at heart. And I, I think I, all, the, all the board members football who were there have yeah. the football club yeah. at, yeah. at absolutely. Pro,
2: Proactive, aren't they? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's important
0: to have people yeah. who are like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, all maybe not Simon so much, but certainly Mark and Jeff, people who helped the football club from day one and got them going. So they've got the drive about them and they're prepared to put the hours in despite the fact that they've both got full-time jobs. And, you know, fair play to them because that must be really hard. You know, I don't have much time outside of my job to do things and they're putting themselves forward. They've both got families and young kids as well. Mm -hmm. You know, fair play to them all for stepping up and helping the football club try and get back you know, into a more positive situation and, and fully fully behind them and fully expect them to do a good job
0: I think if maybe it might work in their even more in their favour having stepped back from that and seen over the past 12-18 months um, what has unfolded and how fans have there's been that disconnect for fans obviously gates have been tumbling mm-hmm. um, part of that is I mean a big part of that is the fact that we've been losing games of football on the pitch because it's a, it's a real hard sell to sell yeah. losing football. Yeah. You know, even if, And even when season ticket holders are thinking, oh, I'd rather go BMQ on a Saturday, yeah. I'd rather go to the Trafford Centre or to Cheshire Oaks or something. That's a, it's a hard, hard sell and mistakes have been made on that front. But that side, I think them having the ability to stand back and see what's gone wrong and have that viewpoint as a fan might really help them, and, and we, we can already see this how they're starting to address things, even little things. Just the communication has been spot on this week in terms of how to drive things forward, uh, and they're all. Um, we've been able to have conversations one to one with with the board members themselves when we need to know what's going on because that's the key to it all. Is the fans feeling engaged in that and back on board? Do you think that's going to work in the favour? Because obviously you dealt a lot with Mark and yeah, and, and Jeff and Calvin in the early days. Yeah. Oh well, they say Mark and Jeff. Uh,
2: particularly, well Mark's a great guy but Jeff was the one I certainly dealt with over the years and as you say we've spoken to him again this week and he's been in touch quite a bit when we came on this podcast last Thursday uh, he's just—he's a good—he. We he, kept and, his it, co-op under his act. Yeah, he? yeah. He kept, that, he kept, that <laughs> kept that one quiet. Keep that one quiet. Might have been if it sold the Wi-Fi. Mean. <laughs> to be honest, she might not like, be really thought she was going to put yeah. the brakes on that one. Uh, no, but it, it it will, and I know we—you know—things are happening, aren't they, in the background yeah. uh, with stuff that's going on at the moment, which should, should come to light soon enough. Uh, and yeah, he's it is because it, it's almost like a starting point again and it's probably a harder starting point because it was all so exciting first time round having zero money but we're going to build this club we're going to get back up the leagues but if you think about it I, I've got no doubt now that the club will find the 50,000 it needs to, to yeah, survive yeah, the yeah. season it's got 20 I imagine it'll get a lot more tonight other people will get imbo- involved I wouldn't mind mentioning Anthony Sarcer, which in a minute as well yeah, before yeah, we finish can... uh, I think it'll get there but then in the summer it's got to start again hasn't it and I think he raised all that money and he got all the CFU members up with those people involved like Jeff and, and Mark and yeah let's hope they can do it again I think they, I think they will I think acts in a weird way it just feels like there's a bit as you said before both of you it's a bit of momentum again isn't yeah, it it's really yeah. strange you know in the space in the said Jeff days. said that last
0: night Geoff texted said it must be weird <laughs> there's like a feel good factor almost <laughs> on the back of a 3-0 defeat and the news that the club is needing £50,000 in, in the short term in order to stay in business and yet yeah, the mood from Thursday to now, it sort of, this is that probably the, the best I felt about the football club yeah. for a good while. Yeah, you know, because people feel back engaged, almost feels like something's happening, and that next home game against Eastleigh on the seventeenth, expect a good crowd for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean,
1: definitely. it's it's easier said than done as well, but I hope this kind of transfers into the players that are still yeah. still at yeah. the if you like, because yeah. we might see a few more departing over the next couple of days and weeks, but. You know, I hope they haven't given up either because we're still not out of it and we can still keep ourselves in this division for next season. Wouldn't it be great if we can start with a, a fresh football club, if you like, new people who are going to drive it forward in this league next year and see what we can do? Because we've proved in the past it's not all about budget. I mean, you look at the likes of Braintree over the years, Macclesfield, and yeah. that, that, that Braintree of budget.
0: budget when Danny Cowley was in charge was tiny. Yeah. And they got into the playoffs. Well, and it's all about drums. recruitment yeah it is, it yeah. is. you live and die yeah, by it yeah. that's why managers are so important and that's why we've got yeah. this football working group now to try and address this because I mean, for me having lads travelling from Yorkshire four days a week exactly it is, is daft we, you've yeah. got to shop in, area you shop in we, your area if we're going get, to be we this we live you know,
2: on the edge of
0: Merseyside
2: which I, I'm pretty sure apart from Central London probably produces the most footballers in this
1: country I'm pretty sure this studies to show it North football, football is the hotbed yeah. of yeah. world yeah. football yeah. I would argue okay. as, as a model <laughs> and as a football club the, the way, way I see are, Chester yeah. going forward from this point is we're not here to give big contracts to players yeah. who are coming towards the end of their careers without you know due respect to people who are in the squad at the moment but what we're here to do is Bring through some youngsters of our own, the likes of James Jones and Tom Crawford, who've arguably been the two best players in the last couple of games for the club. Mm. And also, we're there to help people, if you like, who maybe have been released by some of the North West Premier League yep. clubs. Yep. Yep. And Definitely. we can help them turn into better players yep. by giving them game time. Mm. And then maybe a few experienced heads in the mix, too. That's the direction I think the football needs That's to go in for.
0: Perfect ways. I mean, because you look at Hennigan, I mean, if only we one- <laughs> we'll sort that scenario. But um the likes of Danny Williams at the Kendall Town when I was playing it. And also Anthony Sarsowicz, which brings us to Anthony Sarsowicz yeah, got in link. touch with yeah. Paul this week. Uh, Paul, you, Paul can uh, can tell a story, but a fantastic gesture from Anthony Sarsowicz. He's a great, great. lad, to be fair
2: as well. So is, yeah. it, it's not a surprise, is it? No. This, but I think it'll be on by the time people are listening to this. It should be on our website, all right. If I get my uh, pull my finger out this morning, but he, yeah, he got in touch with us uh, last week while Dave was uh, live tweeting from the ground, and I was relating on the blog, and he just got in touch with us by a direct message, just basically expressing his concern. And he's done that in the past. I remember when he was at Fleetwood and Youngie's future was up in doubt. he was like, oh, what's happening? You know, he, he does generally care. So that was nice, you know, because still it shows that he's got concern for the football club. Then over the weekend, he said, I want to do something to help, to help raise some money. Uh, and it basically, it's 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 eventually come to the point that he's actually allowing us to auction off his Conference North winner's medal, his title winner's medal. and. I think if anyone who had the pleasure of watching him that season, it's, I imagine that means a lot to him because yeah. he was absolutely superb that season, wasn't he? I think he was the Conference North Player of the Year, and yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be up on our website today. No a small and, gesture, that, no, it? it's I, absolutely I, not I, because absolutely I, you know when yeah, you, you win, you don't win too many that, things. That's at the your
1: career, season. is not it? <laughs> no. Do you um, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. lower league football to give up you know, a winner's medal of yeah. a, a league winning tackle season. It's Son really, isn't that it? That was a special season, that, as
0: well. And he was a special player. Special player. A special player. And that was a season where he... It was his breakout season yeah. where he put himself on the map. He was...
2: I, I don't think... I, you, it's all relative. Like, I grew up supporting Everton and, like, I've seen other clubs and everything like that. But I don't... I can't remember, in each context, I can't remember seeing a season as good as player as that... You know, like, how, You know, like, when you watch a player and you just think... Not, not that he was destined for better things than Chester, but just bigger things. And I, I know people say, oh, the fleet but, you know, he went and played in football, he's now playing yeah. every weekend. Like, and as you were saying then, Shane, that's got to be the future, hasn't it? Yeah. Get yeah, players yeah. like Anthony, who then go on playing the higher excellence of the football. And league. How
0: ironic that the money, that part of that money from Anthony Sarcevic, is in our reserves. And if that wasn't there, we'd be facing yeah, an right. even spot bigger holes. Yeah, this is the crazy thing, really. I mean, they've, yeah. they've
1: budgeted through. A player that we've sold, but unfortunately, not all that money is going to come in straight away. I mean, you know, I work closely with Leicester, yeah. as you know, though, and to be fair to them, they have indicated to the football club that they'll push that money forward, haven't they, to yeah. give them the other half of the Sam Hughes deal, which is great from their point of view. And, you know, I think it's important that we don't do that in the future as well, but we put the kind of money, if we're lucky enough, to sell on a player of that nature, yeah. like we did with Sam then we need to put it back into the football club for good use, maybe to build up a reserve like that to make sure that we're never in this position again. Because it is kind of embarrassing for us as Chester fans, you know, to go cap in hand out to the football community again, yeah. with the track record The fans again, club just, to say, yeah. <laughs> just
0: to save our football club, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and now we're a fan-owned football yeah, club. Yeah, that, that's the hardest it's part. It's kind of fallen asleep at the word, but again, it would have come down to honesty, I mean, if it would have been at the start of the season, we'd have said, look, budget might be less this year, because yep. and it's going to be hard to stay up, but what would have been different if we would have had a £300,000 budget compared to where we are in the league yeah. now? I dare say. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. What, yeah. was, the, what
2: was the point? <laughs> well, you know, like, when, if you had a manager who came out McCarthy at the start of the season, I'm going over on ground and said, I've had a budget increase. I went top off this year, maybe seven playoff places, mate.
0: but it was just. But not I've had the biggest budget in the history of this football club, yeah. and we'll just try and be. Not as bad as yeah, we were last yeah, year. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it was confusing message at the time. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, like I said, we we, we digress. But it, it goes back to the fact of just open, open, honest, transparent football club. Which it seems like we're kind of starting <coughs> to edge back to that now with what's happened this week. And it, small steps, I know, but they are um, they are certainly steps in the right direction. And it does. And we've seen bits of it already, haven't we? Through the manager now, Marcus
1: Bignett. he's brought in the likes of Jordan Archer, who I think given time, will be a good asset to us. And he's the kind of player that we need whatever level we're going to be at next season, more so in the Conference North, if it does turn out to yeah. be that, it's going to help drive us forward. And I think they're the kind of people we should be out there looking at now, whether it's Marcus Bignett or whether it's somebody else come the end of the season or not. That's the kind of type, I think, we need to go for moving
0: yeah. forward. Um, when Neil Young was here, we had a scout. Alex yeah. Hayes was going out, and Youngie was going out watching a lot of games, a lot of local games, and we had local lads come to play for us. And if there was no unknown quantity to Neil Young when he signed these players, were they knew what he was getting? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be key moving forward. But tonight we have the youth team are in action in the uh, National League Alliance Cup and it's also going to aid the fundraising effort because it's free free entry, although uh, donations are welcome. And, um, so yeah, don't forget to bring your wallet. So they're hoping, I know they were really hopeful of achieving a crowd of about a 1,000 tonight. And I know you at D are treating it like a normal match day shame, we are as well, you know, at the Chronicle. So um, they are one part of the football club which is... Continually, uh, continually sorry, um, improving and, and going on above and beyond I mean the likes of Tom Crawford coming through bet, one of the best players on the pitch on Saturday you know I mean one of the things that came out of that meeting on Thursday
1: was you know why are we dishing out two year contracts to the likes of your Kingsley James the Ross Hanners who are with due respect coming towards the back end of their careers the people who should be on two year contracts it's the likes of your Tom Crawfords, your James Jones yeah. who maybe aren't on as much money but what it does, it secures the football club's future because they're assets to the football club, and yeah. particularly those two who have come on really well since they've come on into the first team. I mean, Tom, when he played that first game the other week for us, I thought it was excellent. He was. He, didn't he was look good out of, out he's the place, best player pitch on Saturday. Didn't he didn't look out some of place, those lads to shame who playing with. And that's that's the important bit. And, you know, fair play to the likes of Kyle McIntyre and, before that, Burners, Gincannon and Paul <coughs> Reed. They all do a cracking job with the youth set-up down there on yeah. You know, not a great deal of money, it has to be said. The, their budget is pretty small. And Calum's speech at the meeting on Thursday was passionate, was speech, Callum's interview with myself last week on our Friday football show. You know, It just it stank, if you like, of somebody who's got a real passion for the mm. football club. Not just through his job, but genuinely as well. Yeah. And they're the people who you need in the football club. Yeah, people yeah. like that who know the importance of what it is, are quite prepared to drive the club forward. And like you say, you know, this is a big match for the youth team tonight. And hopefully, you know, we get a 1,000, maybe 2,000 down there supporting them. And also we can raise a good bit of money out of it for the football club as well. And because, you know, them players playing tonight
0: need a football club to play for in the future. It's just it. And we need, you know, hopefully, we, we were there last year and Tom Crawford was playing in that FA, Cup, uh, FA Youth Cup run. Tom Crawford was playing, James Jones was playing. Now these two lads who uh, could be... Fighting the good fight for for the first team for the rest of the season. So I dare say, in another, hopefully hopefully another twelve months' time, we'll be seeing the couple of lads from this batch yeah. coming through because that's the only way we're going to progress here. And and like you say before, when we when we do recruit in the summer, signing lads who've been released by Premier League clubs, football league clubs, and they they're knocking around and they think it's you know they we we have to see what others don't see, and we have to give opportunities. James Alabi's another one, you know. What I mean, yeah. I know. However, he might have had some detractors. He still scored 17 goals last season and no-one in this team this year is going to come anywhere close to scoring 17 goals. Yeah, hopefully you get some money for him soon. <laughs> yeah, well, gosh. Yeah, there's a chance to be a fine thing.
1: Um, but, but this yeah. is why people go to the games like this tonight, though, isn't it? They go to, to see if there's anyone there. They go, ooh, he looks like a good player. Maybe he'll break into our team next season. I always remember... Wayne Rooney playing down there for England schoolboys. Yes, yeah. yeah. Do, wow, you know, is he going to be the next star? Ian Sterling, and Wayne playing yeah, down there. As know, well, we've yeah, we've had England schoolboy games down there quite regularly in the you know over the cape over the years. So, the victory shield, you victory shield, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what it's about tonight: going down there, enjoying a the game of football, and seeing if we can spot the next star as well. Because don't forget as well, going back to the point I was making about how the club can go forward with these younger players who are released by higher league clubs, Chester's quite a pull. Yeah. yeah. You know, If you're being released, with all due respect, it's far more attractive going to Chester than what it might be to go to a, a Dover or someone like that, a yeah, conference. Yeah. Not just fact it's 500 miles away and it takes hours to get there, but Chester is a former football league club. It's got a lot of history. It's got a good fan base behind it. You know, it's a good pull.
0: And that's one thing I used to really great me last year was the constant message of we used to be a football club you need yeah. to re, you know you need to forget that yeah. you need to forget that you you are now this non-league football club yeah we are now but we might be in 5 years might be in 10 years might be in 15 years we're still a former football league club <laughs> that has ambitions to get back to the football league Absolutely. you know Wigan don't see themselves as a former non-league club you know, even though they only were 40 years ago 40 years league. yeah, yeah. And, you know and, and
2: you know Swansea Fourth Division ten years ago and the beating it. Arsenal and Liverpool this Bournemouth week. Overall. Yeah, Bournemouth. God, the, the season Chester went down. Bournemouth below them, weren't 28th they? Twenty
0: eighth richest club in the world. Yeah,
2: yeah, unbelievable. So um, I'm not saying it's
0: going to happen no, to no. Chester, but,
2: <laughs> but you don't you don't Burton Championship. You know they're not a bigger club than Chester.
1: What?
2: It's just but I just think first and foremost it's like it could easily go down this season, but just rebuild and, and what both of you guys have been touching on. It's like have an identity. So next season, if it's going to be young players, it's going to be a small budget, just be honest. This yeah. is where we
0: are as a club. People will get on board with that and, and yeah. people are more willing to help out and try and raise money. Businesses are more willing to engage yeah. if you're open and honest about this. I mean, because, and then you can recruit accordingly and then people set their sights accordingly. But when we signed all these players in the summer, we were told it's a big budget. Nothing has been delivered, you know, and there's yeah. been nothing... and. We've Just bank, we just relied on that Sam Hughes money, but you know, uh, again, we're probably digressing a bit, but probably should wrap it up now. But, um, but yeah, thanks very much to, to Shane for joining us. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have him back again, um, very soon. Is that, that something yeah, that's fine. good stuff? Um, and Paul, it's gonna be uh, a few weeks off for you now. Paul is yeah. uh, gonna be a dad for the second time, uh, <laughs> this week. I, um, I will
2: not be. I'll be. Can't wait to
0: get back. So. probably after two weeks <laughs> off. So, yeah, so I don't think uh, his wife, Sarah, will be too keen for him to come in for the podcast um, the, ne- the next couple of weeks at least. So, I'll bring uh, the baby. probably speaks more sense than me. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure they sign up for Junior Blues. Yes. I uh, hope <laughs> that goes well for
1: you this week. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Paul. But,
0: yeah, thanks both for joining us and thank you for joining us. And we'll uh, see you again next time.